Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with Garrett and John. Fellas, we're here today to talk about Insidious, The Red Door. Well, did anybody go back and watch the older movies before we went and saw this one? I did. Because like I said, I hadn't seen any of them except for part one. So I had to power through everything. I did not. No. (laughs) John, the hardest working man in podcasting. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, fellas, what have you been up to since last time? Uh, well, I've watched a ton of movies, actually. Just okay. no insidious movies and very few horror movies. Sweet. So let's let's go ahead and just stem this one so right I at watched, the base. Uh, Did you see the new Exorcist trailer? No. That wasn't on any of the movies I went and saw. Oh, uh, okay. I know. I don't think it's on the internet Was it yet. Oppenheimer? No, it said theaters only. Uh, in front of the Oppenheimer, which yeah. I'm seeing tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, So I can't wait, but... The feel-good uh, movie of the summer, evidently. Mm-hmm. I did watch uh, Mario Bava's Black Sabbath. That was fun. Uh, Something like the 60s? The old one, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How so was it's like it? three short films. Uh, it was really good. It's on YouTube for free. So uh, it was very easy to find and watch. And I was like, holy crap, for a movie from 1963, this is pretty dope. You know, it's not like scary as in modern movies are scary, but uh, it was an enjoyable watch. Look, if it doesn't have a soundtrack by Black Sabbath, fucking waste of time. Ah, the band didn't exist yet. That's fine. Waste of time. Did you leave any YouTube comments? No, I didn't. I gave it a thumbs up. Okay, yeah. sweet. Yeah, I hit that All like right. button. The like, subscribe, Yeah, like our listeners should do. Exactly. Like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you think. Anybody forgot, I don't remember, we did a Lamberto Baba movie, Demons 2. Mm. You saw his daddy's film. Yeah, well, this one was way less bloody. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and then I watched Silver Bullet, which Garrett has yes! talked about. Bananas. We should do it on the podcast. That's what do you I, think I think so. I mean, yes. honestly, it's so fucking dumb and wild that like, it'd be fun to talk way. about. But like, I just don't know if like, I just don't want our listeners being like, really, you guys, this? No, I think they would enjoy. I mean, there's like a five minute scene where a priest's trying to kill a kid with a car. You would not see that in modern movies. I love the banger fucking soundtrack when dude's driving his like new rocket cycle yeah. thing that Gary Busey makes them. I have a lot of questions about the legality of that device. I, 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 what, a, what a film. What a film. Watch Silver Bullet, y'all. Werewolf <laughs> effects are amazing, too. Am I right? Pretty good. Yeah. 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 Did uh, that just autoplay after Mario Bava's Black yes, Sabbath on it YouTube? Did. Are you serious? Uh, no, it did not. Oh, God. I was like, no, it's so much better than that. No, I watched that one on Apple TV. Well, I watched the Barbie movie, but that's not really horror. But so it was awesome, last right? night, it was good. It was entertaining. Good. I'd recommend checking it out. Even if you're not into girl toys, it's okay for us boys. Hey, to. there's a Ken doll in there. That was never a boy's toy. The manliest toy. of toys. Mm-hmm. That was never a boy's toy. He-Man is what you were looking Speaking for. Speaking of boy toys, Mark, what else you watched? No. <laughs> right. How's Shawn Michaels doing? Shawn Michaels, the wrestler? <laughs> He's not your boy toy. Uh, hey, all right. You have to oh put in his God. theme song. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. That was a time. Welcome place. back to Dark Side of the Ring on Vice TV. Oh, no. Garrett, what have you watched? Oh, um, I'm burning through the Saw movies again. I don't know why. I just kind of picked it up. Maybe it was the announcement of Saw 10. Also went back and watched Exorcist 2 because I didn't remember anything about that movie. Bad? It's not great. It's so 70s. After after seeing part three, Legion, just everything just fails in comparison. The first one's still good. Um, Question about the new Exorcist then on that note. Are there two kids in this new movie? Seems like Like, it. All the posters have like two kids on it. Are they twins? Probably a twinsy possession. Ooh, twinsies. Mm-hmm. What if it's like like yeah, parent trap type situation? What if it's a oh. Freaky Friday situation and the priest and the kids switch places and then the priest has to be the kid trying to, I, I don't know, I'm going to shut yeah. up. What now. if the kids quantum leap into the demon? Mm-hmm. What's his name? Pazuzu. And then it's a kid. I thought you meant the guy from Quantum Leap and I was like, I have no idea. And then the kids are Pazuzu trying to pretend to be a demon. The demon can only be in one of the kids. 
So as soon as it starts getting exercise, it just jumps to the <laughs> other kid. Yeah, so they got to do like a stereo exorcism. I mean, I think we just came up with a new exorcist idea that hasn't been pummeled to death. The yet. exorcist Freaky Friday situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going patent on there. pending. The the uh, exorcist trap. Okay. Ooh, mm. Yeah. We will not develop this until the writer strike and the SAG strike course, is over, though. Yeah. Listeners, that's copyrighted. Don't take it. Yeah. 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 No scabbing. Patent pending. All that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. I haven't really done much else. Um, just kind of checking that out, dude. There's like a bunch of movies coming out this uh, like winter or not waste winter, but like fall. Well, like you said, we've got a new saw announced. We've got Godzilla minus one coming this at the mm-hmm. end of December. That trailer or that teaser looked like shit, but man, that poster is amazing. Very little has been revealed yet, but the idea that I read is it's supposed to be a war-torn Japan, and then Godzilla strikes. <laughs> so they've already been fucked up, and now they're getting yeah. fucked again by a giant lizard. When it rains, Wait, that's not course. the one with like, the evil Kong that's all decimated? That's the American movie. This is Toho's first movie since Shin Godzilla. Oh, so this isn't the sequel to Kong versus Godzilla. No, this is another one. Okay, I'm back in. Yeah, so, double Godzillas. All right. uh, I was hoping for Shin too, but hey, I'll take anything from Toho at this point. It's been a while. They always do a solid job with Godzilla flicks. Yeah, so you're right. There's a lot of stuff on the way. The Last Voyage of the Demeter. With that looks pretty Dracula, neat. Except they use that stupid... I, I hate when they take pop songs and slow them down to make them sound creepy. <laughs> That's the it's thing It's like now. the Smashing Pumpkins. The world is a vampire. Just on my rage. I was like, fuck off. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. And they're sticking with the Nosferatu-looking vampire, I too. do enjoy that. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, that looks interesting. That's next month. I'm going to check that one out. Horror, baby. We're All back. Right. Well, listeners, just so you know, there's going to be spoilers. This one is fairly new. So if you don't want to hear about it, go watch it. I'm sure it'll be streaming any day now. Should we point out that this movie made more money in its opening weekend than Indiana Jones 5? Ooh, did it really? I think so. Isn't that what you told me? I said it was the number one movie of the weekend. It beat it out that oh, weekend. Okay. But I do have numbers here. Cool. Let's check it out. Which I'll get then. to. Oh, okay. Uh, but yes, again, listeners. I like how you're just like, shut the fuck up, Garrett. We'll get there. Let me get through the disclaimer. We're going to spoil this movie <laughs> along with two through five here in just a second because one, two, and five are directly related. So we can't really not talk about those without getting into the plot of this one. So go watch it. Come back and ha- hear what we have to say about it. But yes, Garrett, I rewatched one through five. My feelings for one are still about the same. I'm not as heated because I just don't care. Just kind of a <laughs> meh for you? Yeah. Again, it was more of the production value of the film overall. They kind of let me down. All the props felt very haunted house-ish. You know, okay. you, you walk into the scare room and people go boo at you. So the story is just in general, this kid finds himself with the ability to astral project. He goes into a coma and his father, Josh, has to go get him out in the... Uh, pursuant of that, they run into a demon that we call the Darth Maul demon. Mm-hmm. He think his official name is the Lipstick Demon. That's oh, so what dumb. What a terrible name. Yeah. It's so dumb. I think you are right, though. I believe that. Which is, is a name. terrible name. So we're just going to I call, call them it. Tiny Terror instead of Tiny Tim. I like that. That's pretty good. Lipstick Demon. Yeah. Wow. I don't know why. I used to dance under that name. <laughs> he's got the same pattern faced as Darth Maul, so that's what we're going to refer him to going forward. I love the fact that he's balding, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, even demons age. <laughs> so that resulted in Patrick Wilson, or Josh. Josh got the kid out. Josh is kind of um, infected now. Yeah, he's possessed. He's possessed with uh, the demon 
which they thought they thought everyone got out, but then it's like, oh my god, he's actually we get a we get a hint that he's possessed um, from what's her face, um, Lynn Shay. Well, he actually kills her in the end of that movie. Yeah, he gets to strangle her. Yeah. That's so, how it ends. Yeah, but yeah. she's she's in the the further in the second one. But yes, yeah. so John, do you want to describe what the further is to anybody that may haven't seen an Insidious yet? Yeah, sure. So it's a it's imagine a dark room with a fog machine. And you found in a the f- dark room. <laughs> you found the further, and uh, Darth Maul lives in like a twenties carnival place. I guess is like the easiest way. It's red. That's important. Mm-hmm. Before the red door, it was already red. He likes red lighting. Imagine a really goth Ninja Turtles lair. Yeah, he's got a phonograph, so that's important. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I mean, it's cool. Like as you think about any astral projection film you've ever seen, it kind of looks like that. So as you navigate through the real world, it's all dark and kind of foggy and slightly out of phase. It's nothingness until you actually enter a a area where a demon or a soul possess in that that part of the uh, the further, and then it kind of takes on the the visuals of the surrounding of where they are. Like if someone killed their family in a house. Like once you run into that demon in the further, you kind of have a house kind of form around you and you're kind of in that environment. And our human travelers through this realm carry a blue lantern. That's always a a key light source Mm -hmm. for them to get through. Where do those lanterns come from? I don't know. Why would you want blue? That's a terrible. Yeah. I guess. I think it's just a bad color for (laughs) illumination, though, in the dark. Like, true. uh, And we won't go too much into it. But one of the things is, is, you know, much like the the theory of like astral projection and, you know, alternate realities and planes, uh, you can't actually affect real world um, items from the the astral plane. So if, you know, I was a ghost standing in the room, like I could like kick Mark's chair in the further and there'd be nothing behind him, but he'd feel like a thump on his chair. Or I could pick up a cup and go, woo, I'm a ghost, you know, and it'd be like, what the fuck's up with this cup? You could play instruments. You could, yeah. you could. So this physical manipulation of objects, was that explored in the previous movies or only this yes, one? the first one. They did show that happening they, in part it, one? It happens, it happens really loosely, like a door gets unlocked. And then the second one is when like they actually start like things get moved around and they can actually like kind of do a little bit more. But this one's just straight up yeah. like door opens, chair well, slides. The like, last the last door or no the last key. Yeah. Remember everything that gets done in the real world like affects again, let's let's get through the two. real world affects the further. We've seen that. I think in this movie, yeah, they really dialed it up where like before it's a little bit more like a haunted house situation where like a door would swing open. Well no, it still happens, but, but it's just we just didn't like use it as much as it wasn't this as one. prevalent. Yes. Yeah. Also in the further, we've got spirits of people in between the afterlife, right? Yeah. People who cannot move on for whatever the reason, usually because they're tortured, guilt, you know, think like limbo, but think like a really fucked up limbo. And we find out that these lost souls really want to come back to our realm. Yep. Right? Yes. Yep. The one thing they but- hate more than anything and they want more than anything is life. Yeah, it's very interesting because I feel like their their story evolves because, yeah, I feel like in the beginning it was like, oh, they want to come back to life. And then by Red Door, it's like they fucking hate life. Well, you no, show and, them and life, they want to snuff it In the first one, they still do the same thing. Lynn Shay's like, you know, like some of them hate life and they want to like okay. hurt people who are living because they don't have it. And then others want it back. And so they'll like try to get out of the further. Wow. Everyone so. in five hated life. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> So we roll into part two where we said Josh came back after saving Dalton from the further freedom from the demon's house, lipstick demon's house. And uh, everything seems to be hunky dory. call him the demon. I do not want to call him lipstick demon. Darth Maul demon. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll stick with what we know. DMD. Right. So he gets his son back. They're back in the real world. Everything seems hunky dory. And we've got Lynn Shea's character, Elise, and her ghost squatties all hanging out. Everything. Everybody seems happy. And then Lynn Shea seems to uh, sense something. Elise senses something in Josh, and she takes a photo of him. And then he's like, why did you do that? 
Why did you do that? And then he just straight Ladies up. Ladies and gentlemen, Oscar nominated mm-hmm. Mark. Woo! Yeah, like I said, I just watched <laughs> I know the inflection of a Patrick Wilson when I see it. Oh, nice. He strangles Elise to death, and that's how movie one ends. And we roll into movie two. The cops have shown up. They're investigating her death. The wife is kind of like seeing Josh behave weirdly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Something's off. But after an experience like they just had in part one, you know, maybe maybe that could be okay. Maybe that's it's, normal. It's a pretty subtle possession. Like, he's just slightly acting off, besides, the, you know, the strangling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it escalates, and you basically realize that it's another uh, demon, a woman, who... Apparently been haunting him his whole life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? The woman in white or something is yep. what they call her. Turns out that that's actually a man who's been murdering people at the possession of his mother. It's a real sleepaway camp type situation. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, really? We're just going to rip off sleepaway camp? Hey, she not enough a- people rip off sleepaway camp, okay? <laughs> Look, if you're going to rip anything off, that's a good one to there do. There you go. But yeah, so this man has been dressing up as a woman and murdering and, and taking all these bodies and storing them in the house that Josh and the Lamberts, is their last name, where they were living. Um, but that ultimately uh, has to get his mother involved and reveals that like all these photographs they were taking had Josh's the, mother. Josh's mother. She, right. she kind of spills the beans that, like he's always dealt with this. There's always been some presence around him. We're going to call her grandma. Yes, grandma. And um, she comes back and she kind of then explains to the wife and the kids and like, well, not always a kid, but just like the wife is like, hey, this is what's going on. So they're like, okay, cool. Let's call these ghost hunters back in and let's kind of get into it. And there's another guy, Carl something. Yeah, Carl, friend of the family. He's also very sensitive to the spiritual realm, but his way of dealing with it is he uses these dice. I love that dice effect where he basically rolls the bones and it like tells him kind of the answer, like the Ouija board, but with dice. Yeah, I thought it was a cool effect. Uh, and it's, the, it's the coolest way to play Boggle. <laughs> right, so he kind of reveals like, oh, Josh, you don't remember this, but you were like hypnotized to forget all this crazy shit with the woman in white and she's back, you know, and she's basically in the realm um, no, she, they don't tell Josh this. They tell the family this, right? Mm-hmm. They, they reveal all this information. And ultimately, Dalton has to go back into the further and save his dad. Yes. The role reversal. Yeah. Which they successfully do right at the last minute when possessed Josh is about to beat his son to death with a hammer in front of the other son and the wife. Yeah. I thought um, it was a bit cheesy when he went, it's hammer time. <laughs> but no, you didn't do that. <laughs> I wish nothing but hammer puns movie two. That would be amazing. Um, but no, they say they save him right at the last minute. Josh's soul comes back into his body uh, and everything seems to be all okay. I think this was the best of the franchise for me. Yes. And I really of, like part yeah. two. And at the end of part two, Carl, the friend of the family, they agree that they want to basically be hypnotized to never remember any of this, Dalton and Josh. So Carl gives them the old whammy. Whammy! The one, two, I want you to sleep! Mm-hmm. Gives them the whammy. So at this point, quote unquote, the end of this storyline, this plot line. Because now no one remembers, we're all good. Now, part three and part four were prequel type things. Yes, they more dive into the backstory of Elise and the Spectre. What did spe- what their, what their little ghost hunting Speck team call? Speck and Spook. Speck and Say Droich. <laughs> I got nothing. Considering they got two movies, you'd think they'd be more important and memorable. Goes to show. Well, how- Mark, you had a real problem with how much I, they leaned into them in the third and fourth movie. I don't think their humor works for me at all. No. Anytime they were on the screen, I was just like, all right, hurry up, you two. I know what they're trying to do. I just don't think they did it well. The characters are supposed to be comic relief, like dorky dudes, and they just don't. Didn't do it well enough. I didn't like uh-huh. their chemistry. and I thought it played out kind of well. I mean, I will ag- admit it's not like 
it's not like the best comedy duo I've ever seen. It's not, it's not the Smothers Brothers, you know? <laughs> no, I'm just Nothing kidding. is the Smothers Brothers. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I thought it was okay for what it was. But, um, yeah, they, they kind of go into the backstory of Lynn Shay and how she kind of got to where she was and stuff she kind of dealt with. And they also try to answer questions that I never needed answers to. <laughs> like, what do we call this other realm? Uh, uh, let's call it the further. I'm like, God, so okay, lame. who fucking cares? Like, it just it's the further. It's fine. Movie three ends up basing itself around the story of a girl girl who's going to college right and she gets hit by a car uh and there's there's demons involved I, it's it's so forgettable yeah. it's already leaving my brain and i just saw it last week and this mm. is where they meet is movie three where where the yeah, two so guys where, meet elise yeah right. and i think she's like it's so good to have a family again yeah that's right she uh her husband elise's husband had died oh, and she right. swore off doing any of this seance stuff anymore and ultimately the story of this movie is to show how elise got her mojo back and she's going to start going into the further again and helping people because she sees her dead husband at the end. It's like, you need to help people, baby. Yeah. And she's like, all right, I'll do it. And, but in this movie, I'm back, baby. I think it's this one, or is it the next one that we're about to just briefly blow through where a, somebody opens the red door and sees Dalton? Okay, four. so that's part four. Because so we'll, four deals with like Lin Shay's origin shit, the story with the two girls, the two sisters, mm-hmm. and then um, also all the, all the things that are happening in part four are leading up, which are creating the events so Dalton can actually go to do what he needed or was doing it in part one. Right. So it inadvertently lays the groundwork for one to even be plausible. It's a complete backstory of Elise's growth from a little girl who's seeing dead people already. Her father's desire to keep that shut down and suppressed. It was the What you end up finding out that her father's being controlled by a demon from the further, and that's... Ultimately, what ends up in the red door being opened in the first place so the demons can get to Dalton. It's all yep. Lisa's fault. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. I think the, the last key was pretty good. Yeah, it's all overall, right. it's much better than three, and really that's all it had to do for me. And what, <laughs> what, I, what I think about this series overall as a whole is um, it did something different. We didn't really have a lot of, you know, astral projection wasn't really a thing that we had in horror movies to a degree. You know, like it, it touched on a new concept. It actually did really well. And the whole franchise, other than part three, in my opinion, um, did a really good job of all actually directly interconnecting with each other, you know, like in a way that like, wasn't like, Hey, remember when Tony did this? It was just more like, like, Hey, that happened. You're like, Oh shit. Did that just open the door for Dalton? And it's like, it kind of just plays out like not subtly, but a real like natural way. I do have to mention it was either three or four that ended with old lipstick demon popping out of a bush going spaghetti. And I was like, Oh my God. And I just laughed. Ass off. I don't I, remember which one that was, but yes. I sent a screenshot to y'all. I was like, are you kidding me right now with this crap? <laughs> Look, I think we're channeling our, our, our inner Stephen King for this series because the first one I really like, it had like an end kind of like surprise. I really am not a huge fan of how these movies keep like last second ending. And we'll get into part five here in just a second, but that's oof. I think we're about to have another episode of Garrett has a incredibly unpopular take. And everyone just ridicules them for <laughs> two weeks. Well, let's find out. That leads us into 2023's Insidious Red Door. This one was directed by Patrick Wilson. Yeah, he did a good job. The actor. I don't know if... I think this is his directorial debut. Mm -hmm. It is. So, good on you there. This one also stars Ty Simpkin as Dalton Lambert, Patrick Wilson as Josh Lambert, Rose Byrne as Renee Lambert, Sinclair Daniel as Chris Winslow, Hayam Abbas as Professor Armagon, Andrew Astor as Foster Lambert, 
Juliana Davies as Kaylee Lambert, who we never see after the first scene. She just vanishes from the movie. Oh, and the, the funeral, and that's it? Yeah. yeah, the little, the daughter. Oh, yeah. She just Dude, vanishes. That. It's a fucking, it's like that, that movie, what is it? Uh, Family Matters. Family Matters, matters yeah. The daughter vanishes out of the seasons. <laughs> they said so the credits is like a special guest appearance by, and that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Steve Coulter as Carl. Like real briefly, yeah. Uh, Peter Dager is Nick the Dick, and that's probably all we need to know. Yeah, yeah, that's really about it. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, this one scores a thirty-eight percent with ninety-nine critics <laughs> and a sixty-nine percent with a thousand audience reviews. Nice. Wow. Okay. This one was shot on a budget of sixteen million dollars and has currently made one hundred and twenty-seven point eight million. Wait, sixteen? That's it? That's it. That's not bad. Fifteen million went to lipstick for the lipstick demon. <laughs> Well, they had to relicense that Tiny Tim song, so... Somebody get Mary Kay on the horn. We got a need. I'm getting that Cadillac. <laughs> that took me a second, but I appreciate that joke. Nice, John. All right, here's what the IMDb description says about this movie. The Lamberts must go deeper into the further... Wrong. ...than ever before... Wrong. ...to put their demons to rest once and for all... Doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> More accurately, the Lamberts go exactly where they've been before to well, do the same shit. Did you guys see the after credit scene? Oh, yeah. That was a big spooky surprise. Ooh la la. I didn't. What was it? The light over the, the red door the pops The sealed on. red door basically turns back on as if it could be reopened, like it's back in service. It's like, oh, boy. Jesus. They got a janitor out there, cleaned it up. And <laughs> hey, Sadburns, you want some of this milk? <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys think about Insidious, the red door. All right. I think I liked it the least out of all of y'all. I was like a half hour in and I was like, oh my Lord, I was checking my watch. I really did not like this movie. I thought it was boring, very boring. There was maybe like two good scenes. They did not go further into the further. They were barely in the further and it was edited very poorly. Ooh, disagree. Yeah. Did you, did you see the same end that I did where characters were miraculously in places that we didn't see them go? Oh, okay. We'll get to the end. We'll get to the end. <laughs> um, yeah, the character, Dalton specifically, maybe this is just because I'm old and grumpy, but I was like, oh, I just don't need another emo teen protagonist. Like, It's because you're old and grumpy. Yeah. I could relate to him. Uh, he's angry at his parents, dude. He's estranged. You yeah. know? Let's, he's, let's, we'll get, let's get to the plot. Let's get through like, what yeah. we thought of it. But okay. yeah, I mean, I just, I will never, ever watch this movie again. Okay. Out of a, out of a 10 star rating, where would you go? Uh, let me double my rating. Why are we of... doing? No, we do fives here. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. I just want to uh, fuck with y'all on this uh, one. It was a two and a half. So what's that? A uh, six? Two and a half. Okay. So it's still over. Well, a... two and a half would be a five because five yeah, is half a ten. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, look, I'm here to talk about movies, not do math. So, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, because it was competently made. It was filmed well. There were a couple of good jump scares. A uh, couple? Yeah, exactly right, two, actually. It. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, couple in the literal sense. Uh, so yeah, two and a half. I think you summed it up saying I'd never watch this movie again. This movie is 90 to 94% awesome and 5 to 6% absolute pure trash. <laughs> and I'm referring strictly to the end of this movie. And not like the, the big crescendo end, but like the actual, like the final, like put a button and bow on it scenes. Oh my God. 
I, I wanted to throw up my mouth in those scenes. I was like, you just ruined an hour and 25 minutes of me watching this flick. I don't know how long it was. I'm assuming it's like hour and 40 or something like that. Oh, conservatively, like seven and a half years <laughs> long. <laughs> Not the perception of time, the actual oh, okay. time of the movie. There are some technical issues, John, to your point. There are some editing problems where it's like, ooh, okay. And I noticed that shit because, you know, I see the technical side of stuff. But um, sound design, very good. Lighting, the way the shots are done, I thought it was really well directed. I liked so much of it. The plot line, completely in for. Loved the characters, thought everyone was believable. The only character I didn't really find super believable was Dalton's younger brother. But to be fair, I don't know how big of an actor that kid is. And it's a very like barely in it. meager role. So I was like, I didn't mm-hmm. expect him to like, you know, swing for the fences. Don't worry. If you didn't know his younger brother, at one point he goes, little brother. Yeah, little as bro. All, as all brothers do to their brother. Yes. Well, let's be fair. These kids are 12 years older than they were in part one. True. This so. movie does suffer from a like a, hey, real quick, let us try to casually reintroduce you to this information that you should remember from part one and two, but you probably don't. It does do that like little brother or like, mm-hmm. hey, this is that house we lived in. It's like, yeah, no, we, we got it, you know? So it does a few little sins like that, which I'm not a huge fan of, but the jump scares, fantastic in this movie. The, the way the ghosts were played out, loved it. I thought Patrick Wilson was fantastic in it. His acting was so good. He conveyed like the inner like struggle of someone going through, like dealing with their own demons and trying not to, to be a better person. And then also realizing they're inflicting the same bullshit because they've never actually fully dealt with their stuff. I thought he portrayed that incredibly well. Dalton, John, to your point, like he was a little emo-y, but I mean, dude, he's an art kid. As a teenager art kid. As a teenager art kid, I can tell you, we were some moody fucks. Are you an art kid and also a teenager? John just judged you all. You're all lumped in. No, look, I mean, I get what you're saying, but part I found all the characters mildly unlikable, especially, especially Rose Byrne's character. Who's Rose Byrne? The, the wife? The wife. Because she got her husband. She's like, okay, let's hypnotize you. And then he's really struggling. And she's like, deuces. I can't deal with you right now in your new hypnotized well, brain be, fox state. But no, she did that because she was like, I'm not going to undo the work. Like, like this is good for him. I'm not going to undo that because I have a problem. You know, she had yeah, to But bump. that's not what she told him. She literally told him, I did it because I just didn't know how to handle you. <laughs> Look, sometimes people got to do what they got to do. But it, she caught whatever. Anyway, I was like, man, talk about, you know, through sickness did, and in I health. didn't have a problem with it. Again, the, the only really, the only thing, again, we've watched some fucking shitty movies. And the fact that you guys are like holding to like this level of scrutiny. You don't even know what I think about the movie yet. Shut don't up, Mark. We'll get there. me in with your um, anyway, yeah, chastisation. You gotta, the, the, ending, the ending stuff where they basically like bring back certain characters to be like, all's good. Isn't yeah. that awesome? Yeah. Hug it out. And you're just like, oh, fuck go to hell that was like, trash the, from the moment the part where the wife says come back over early for dinner next time i was like boo yeah and then it just kind of like goes straight downhill with the way they kind of like bring back characters and introduce like little scenes just to kind of make you feel good about everything i was like if you had not had any of this this movie would be like a four star for me so it sounds like i'm going to land somewhere in the middle yeah. of you two i gave it three stars okay uh it lost the first two stars very hard though i thought two-thirds of this movie was really good I think all the way up until they just decide to rehash movie one. No, but it's reversed, Mark. It's totally different. No, it's the same (laughs) fucking thing. Um, They even show the movie. They show part one in this movie. Like, here's the scene of them running out of the further. I'm like, wait, what? Uh, You guys couldn't think of anything better to do than just doing movie one again? We've talked about this. Don't show us better movies in your movie. Well, they showed us part two also. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) I really also thought that the fact that we got no new information about Lipstick Demon was a real slight that we got nothing new that what is he doing? Why is he chasing them? This is the like second, third time we've seen this guy introduced. We still know nothing about him. 
And even if we don't know anything about him, we still don't know anything about his motivation other than the fact that he just wants out. And yeah. it's like, dude, like, you know, we got that. Like, it's like, give it up, man. <laughs> like, much like me, he's just a cranky old man. And these kids keep coming into the further and you're just like, get, get off, off my dark lawn. Exactly. <laughs> you said kids. That means there's multiple people probably opening their own doors somewhere else, but he keeps picking Dalton. I was a little annoyed that um, maybe we didn't see Chris uh, the roommate be able to go into the further. I know that would be like, Hey, everyone has the shining, you know, kind of thing, but it was more just kind of like, uh, how come they didn't just run into people? Oh yeah. I forgot about Chris like, Hey, what roommate. up Ted? What are you doing in here tonight? Nothing, Bill. What are you doing? You know, like, I, oh, was, I'm gonna bored. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching insidious, the red door and needed something else to do. I forgot to return this videotape. So I'm going to go slide it in from there. <laughs> but do you see my point as a sequel? It really offers nothing new. Yeah. Like this movie could probably be deleted. I, but again, I love the setup. I thought the setup was great. We're going to take this insidious idea. We're going to throw it in college. Dalton's mm-hmm grown up. He's been hypnotized to forget all that crazy shit. And then that hypnotization is starting to erode. I think that's a great idea. I agree with that. I like that premise. I just don't like this was not designed to be a further horror movie. In my opinion, this was something that happens. I think to a lot of writers, when you develop a character and you kind of fall in love with like a franchise and stuff like that. And they really want to start getting into like the issues that make those characters tick. This was a study of Josh's character trying not to be the thing that he didn't want to become, but by going through what he did, is he destined to repeat that? And then also Dalton, is he a byproduct of what he was creating? Like, again, I see your point, but I really think that like they got really obsessed with the idea of these characters and how they process what went through as opposed to the, the further aspect of it, the, um, the demons, that kind of thing. I think that was just like more just kind of a vehicle to get these characters through their other issues which I think is what the narrative was mostly about. Well, it's me. I saw the theme is don't suppress your trauma or it's going to come back to haunt you in life. That's definitely a part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They really hammer that like a lot. So that's literally the whole point of the movie. But again, like I said, everything else about it, like you said, Garrett, the direction, the acting, the, the special effects, jump scares. I thought all that stuff was really good. And I was actually invested in the story for two thirds of the movie. There were little things here and there in the first half, but I could forgive it because I thought it was actually doing a good job of trying to creep everybody out. I really enjoyed the part where Josh is doing his memory game yeah, against the window. Good. Except that scene went on so fucking Too long. Well. Like they kept like like reframing the shot to where the window is in frame, and it's like we get it. Something's gonna be in the window. Let's go. But then it just fucking <laughs> smash. And I'm like, again, they right, really cool. sub- subverted our expectations with some of these jump scares. They really kind of threw them at us in a way that we were like we were conditioned to. Expect and they were like, oh, by the way, it's this, which I thought was effective. It made me jump multiple times. I may have elbowed the person I was watching the movie with by accident, nice by jumping. So I have, I have a very important question. Okay, now what's the accuracy of the art class scenes? It's pretty close. I'll be honest with you. I took art. I'm an yeah. art, I'm an art major. That's why I want to know. Yeah. I have a bachelor in fine arts. I went through a long a lot of those. Yeah, there's a lot of eccentric professors out there okay. trying to be unique. They make you tear up your your artwork. I never tore anything up personally. It kicked you right the fuck out. <laughs> I, I've never, That's a bit extreme. I've never torn up artwork, but I've had a an art teacher basically tell me, stop drawing the way that you're drawing because you need to see it from a different, you know, like you need to challenge yourself. Like you're getting repetitive. And like, so, I mean, again, I thought the art stuff was very well done. Okay. I liked the fact that the, the art classes were a very interesting kind of mirror to what Dalton was going through. You know, like the suppression and also how art is this kind of like some artists, you know, you you tap into something Mm -hmm. bigger and better. And like by doing that, he had been suppressing that this whole time because his shit's been suppressed. But by doing this, it's like 
seeing who you truly are, accepting the further and being that history, you know, not as Mark said, suppressing your trauma. Again, it, it all seems so well intertwined. I really liked it. But he was already a fantastic artist when yeah. he was in class. His oh, yeah. art should have already unlocked something if that was all it was taking. It was literally the teacher going, count back from 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, bam. And oh, that watching opened mother, the door. Watching that dickhead throw up some oils on that fucking canvas so quick and make it look that rad. I was like, go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who struggles with oil painting, I was like, you piece of shit. That's part. That's another criticism I have for this movie. It's so easy to hypnotize and just fucking <laughs> accidentally open that fucking door. Lucky he never played hide and seek as a kid because he would have yeah. been fu- over. I keep losing all my friends. So <laughs> I don't know the what deli happens. counter number six. He's boom. He's out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the art teacher is a caricature of what it's like, but it's not far off. I could see something like that actually happening. Yeah. That is not what happens Just like in drill humanity. sergeants in, in military movies. Yeah, yeah, totally. But let's get into the plot. So this one opens up nine years after the events of movie two. Mm-hmm. Uh, listeners, if you're wondering what you should watch, one, two, five. If you really want to watch a new one, that's all you got to do. One, two, five. Yep. Five is the red door. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Dalton and Josh are now estranged from each other. They have a, a, a really strained relationship. As Garrett mentioned, or John mentioned, sorry, the wife has left Josh, and I guess she has main custody of the kids. Yeah, she took the custody kids. Custody of the kids mm-hmm. at this point. Which well, one will get when you try to murder your children with a hammer. Yeah, but the Popo don't know that. But, I mean, <laughs> that part's believable, yeah. And it seems like none of the kids remember that either, because like we said, in, at the end of movie two, Dalton and Josh were hypnotized to forget the events. So Dalton mm-hmm. doesn't remember that. And apparently neither does the yeah. son. Well, they well, gaslit the, he, the shit he out of him. He does know a little bit, but he doesn't. He was so young, he doesn't remember it Well, vividly. he keeps saying, I keep having these dreams of a basement, but mom tells me it never happened. Yeah, dad, dad I have visions of dad coming yeah. after us, but mom says that's fake fake news yeah. or whatever. And you're just like, oh boy. His mom really, uh, they this really. His mom really just want to kind of like just not deal with any of this. Yeah. Which wasn't the way to go about it, I don't think. No. Did not make her likable. I wonder if they had, if she had just fessed up the moment things started going south for them, if they would have been better prepared for a situation like this. It's almost like communication can solve almost mm-hmm. 90% of issues out there. You would think. Yeah. We would learn that as a species. Then there'd be no stories. <laughs> <laughs> like as someone who's burning through Saw and watching people like have to work in tandem, it's like, just communicate, you dummies. So grandma's dead. Uh, we are at her she funeral. She reindeer. Mm-hmm. As they all do. Those reindeer are fucking monsters when it comes to old people. Why do we keep letting them drive? I thought it was Lynn Shay's character. I thought it was Elise at first. And I was like, wait, she's been dead for like four movies. Who the fuck are we here for? Every year we have a funeral for Elise. <laughs> she's been back so many times. We keep telling her to stay away. You're already dead. Quit well, there was back. no one there at this funeral except for immediate family. And Carl way off in the distance, standing on the corner like he was like a fed monitoring a mafia funeral. Right. But we find out that he just doesn't want to trigger any potential relapse of that or re- removal of that hypnosis. Mm-hmm. This hypnosis is so fragile. How did they ever think this was going to work for these kids entire life? <laughs> it's kind of like just a sheet over a dead body <laughs> yeah. waiting to be blown away. <laughs> so after the funeral's over, we, we learn more about this separation they're having. Josh is looking at his phone and he's watching a video. I All I remember was the spook of like, there's a figure in his like, Oh, he's not, he's not, he's texting his son. Cause basically before they get in the car, the wife is like, Hey, I know you and Dalton haven't had the best relationship lately, but why don't you, why don't you drive him to college out of state? And he goes, no. <laughs> yeah. He just flat. I was like, no, he doesn't want that. And she's like, you should do it. So he gets in the car and he's texting Dalton and he's like, Hey bud, what do you say we do this? And Dalton's like, I'm good. <laughs> and yeah. like, he, he kind of convinces them. And so he's like, well, it'd be really cool if we can. And as he's texting, we actually see a blurry figure 
slowly creeping up in the back of the window, but it's all faded out and like yeah. He is. He does watch a movie too. It's like one of those family childhood movies that movies put in so that we're like, oh yeah, they're all related. Okay. Yeah, it's like some home foot- footage. Yeah, I guess real. he digitized it because it looks like VHS quality. But whatever. <laughs> sure. Anyway. So we get the credits. We see a bunch of awesome drawings. Yeah, the drawings done. were dope. Dalton is an amazing artist, and he's on his way to uh, art school. Shout out to Hollywood artists that do amazing fucking art and detail. Like Seven, the guy who wrote those, the people who wrote those little fucking like novel, those little like mm-hmm. uh, sc- journals yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The artists who do art for horror movies, just mwah, bang on to you guys. So Josh is going to drive Dalton to college. Dalton's doing that thing where he just wants to put in his earbuds and ignore the world. I get it. I was there. I was playing a lot of Nirvana at the time. It seemed to fit. So I get it. Are you guys estranged I, from your parents at all? No, I think that's why it's so hard for me. I actually had a great relationship with my mom. So like my dad, not so much, but I, I, I don't think I was ever like emo angry toward him. I just never really talked to him, but I like, yeah, I had a great time with my mom when we went to college. So maybe that's why it's a tough for me to uh, connect. We're fine. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> So they're unloading the car, taking all the Dalton stuff into his dorm room. His dad, Josh, is really trying to be upbeat about the whole thing, trying to engage with his son, build new memories, break that wall down that's been created between them over the years. He, he, he passes a, a frat kid who's mm-hmm. passing out a flyer to parties. Uh, Dalton ignores it, and the dad's like, here, I'll take that. I used to be part of your, yeah. part of your frat. And they're like, okay, old man. Back in the day, we did the Lindy Hop. So they go to the dorm room, they're unloading, and Josh is just like really trying to connect. And Dalton's like, can you just fucking leave? Like, I'm over this. Causes Josh to really snap at his son and be like, you ungrateful little shit or something like that. Pretty much, yeah. And he basically tells him, you know, I've done so much for you and you've just been an asshole to me. And for what we're paying in this college, it better be good. I'm trying to reach out and you don't want to. Like, it's like basically like, why am I the only one putting effort in here? And he's like, you were gone. For like the last four years, what the fuck? I want nothing to do with you. From Dalton's point of view, that's how he feels. Yeah. And he's like, why don't you just fucking leave? And then right as that happens, a girl comes in and she's like, oh, hey, I'm breaking up some bro moment. And we <laughs> find out that this girl named Chris is, has been assigned his roommate. And at first, I was like, wait a minute. Intermural uh, dorm room mates? I don't care. I don't think intermural is the word you're going for. <laughs> co-ed. How about co-ed? co-ed? Yeah, that'll work better. Intermural is like boy and sports, girl sports, yeah. but you, you know what I meant. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. So they're like, wait a minute. Something's wrong here. And she's like, all right, I'll go talk to the, the administration tomorrow and get this sorted out. Josh ends up leaving. It's They're in, they're still in a bad spot. And um, Josh, I, I love this scene because Josh is trying to, in a crowded campus, trying to get back to the car. He realizes that he snapped at Dalton. He realizes is that his issue that stems in this is really his issue with his own father. He he is basically beating himself up mercilessly and also like still pissed at Dalton, but also like realizing that he's in the wrong here. And like he walks to that car holding in a sob that he is just ready to like let like honestly. It was an excellent point of acting. I was yeah. like, wow, that is. I mean, you can tell from the moment he walks out that room, you're like, this dude is dying to cry. And uh, he gets in the car and he's still trying to hold it together. And it's just, that was a really impactful moment. It was a great scene. I got, I got abandonment issues. So I'm like, like, yo, I get this shit. This feels right. Dalton did reveal, Hey dad, I heard you basically tell mom you didn't want to fucking be here in the first place. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh shit. You heard that? And then he goes, he's like, 
oh yeah, well, you know, my dad left me before I was even born or whatever. I barely knew my dad. At least I'm here for you. And it's like, are you though? Because you didn't want to drive your kid to college. So kind of doesn't I got seem that, that way. I got that from him not wanting to hang out. Not not that he didn't want to hang out with Dalton, but just like he wants nothing to do with me. Why would I do that? I got that as like he had like kind of given up on that. Like, like well, shit, why should I try if he doesn't want to? It well, was, both sides were very selfish. And I think that's actually what comes back later when they both start helping each other in the further as they realize that, you know, reaching out, they're both helping each other get through this same issue. That works for Dalton, who's a kid, but Patrick Wilson is like a grown man. Yes, because both of us, all three of us at this table have no issues that we carry on as adults that have affected us from childhood. But there's also an affliction that Josh is going through. He's getting hazy in the brain. Yep. So this, the, one of the side effects of the hypnosis for Josh, for whatever reason, it doesn't affect Dalton. Josh is now having like foggy fog brain. He's got boomer brain. He can't think through things well. So I think that is probably relating to things he says. Like, fair. why fair would point. I take my son to college? Oh, I should probably want to take my son to college, you know? Yeah. So this is, this is just a side effect of that. All right. I'll give him that. We go through a, a scene of Dalton and Chris hanging out, getting to know each other, uh, reveals that Dalton still has to sleep with a nightlight. Yeah. He walks in on her playing like a, a melodica, which listeners, mm. Hi. Name's Garrett. What's that over there? I don't know if you guys know this, but that's a real instrument. A real instrument that sounds like this. I knew it was real. (laughs) As someone who owns one of these, that was great. I love that scene. You got a little performance set up you're going to do for us now? There might be a video coming up soon where I learn to play Tiptoe Through the Flowers by Tiny Tim on the pianica. I really think this needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And if you make that happen, I will play Spam by Weird Al on the trumpet. And if that happens, I will cheer both of y'all. Good job. <laughs> John, you just put no effort into this, do you? Yeah, that's true. Zero. Okay, cool. Yeah. What did you do? You're like, for- you're like a, a father who abandoned me, and I'm working through it by playing a shitty instrument. Thanks. I love it. I, you know what? I, I did not know that instrument was real. I thought it was some made-up instrument that she created. So It's a real thing. Yeah, it's pretty dope. John, when it was came time for the school talent show, what was your talent that you showcased? Avoiding He's the like talent not showing show. up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not showing up. Uh, also, we learned probably the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard anybody say. Dalton eats oatmeal just dry with a spoon. Oh, when that was revealed in the movie, I was like, this is some writer or someone he knows who does this fucked up thing. And he was like, I've been dying to put this out in the, yeah. the ether. Like, this has to exist. If you want a telltale of someone who needs to be locked up in a padded cell, it's someone who eats dry oatmeal. Yeah, that's powdered oatmeal <laughs> with no liquid. You're, uh, you're a madman. It has got to be some sort of signs of, yeah, like, oh, serial killer behavior. And I love the fact that his dad did the same thing because later he is eating yeah. dry oatmeal with a spoon out of the packet. And I was like, oh, my God, this whole family's fucked up. That literally made me gag. I was like, this is jump scare number one. Just dropping that fact on me. Just take a handful of baby powder and throw it in your mouth at that point. That's what you're getting there. It's almost like one of them YouTube challenges where they're like, I bet you can't eat a whole spoonful of cinnamon. Uh, yeah. You know? I wouldn't be surprised if people die trying to eat. This <laughs> if, the, if the insidious challenge happens and it's basically this, I will never be happier in my life again. Listeners, show us your videos of you eating dry oatmeal. <laughs> Dude, the Grave Talk is going to start this. There's our new TikTok. That's the first TikTok. We do the oatmeal challenge. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to the next day. It's the first day of our class. We're sitting around uh, in a circle with our easels 
Everybody's got a piece of art up, and the teacher's like, let's see what you're you're doing here. She says, pull out your best piece, yeah. the one all, you're most proud of. All these kids are like exceptional artists. They are astonishingly good. So at first, I thought he was going to like a very art-specific school. Was that the case? But then the girl, his roommate was like a liberal arts major yeah. or something. So I was like, a, well, is it just a general college then? I think it's just one of those colleges, a general college that has just more of an art lean to it. Like a good art department. So, right, the teachers were going around, like, show me your best work, and we, we stop on one kid, and she's like, tear it up. This is trash. And he's like, wait, what? I worked many hours creating this beautiful piece of art. She's like, technique. Anybody can learn technique, but I get no feeling out of this. This is garbage. Rip it up now. And he's like, no. And she's like, look at that, class. We already got our first dropout. And he's like, I didn't drop out. And she's like, oh, yeah, you did. You just don't know it yet. What the fuck? Dude, that painting was so good. I would be so <laughs> mad if someone made me tear it up. So he walked the fuck out with his easel. Like, fine. Yeah. I think he made the right choice. I refuse to believe that an art kid, after being told their art was trash, quitting the first day, didn't turn and go, fuck you. Maybe he was the best of his school, dude. He never had that happen to him. I mean, that happens to some people, but still, like, it, this this is basically her just trying to, trying to say that, like, you know, like, what you know, what you do, forget about it. It's time to challenge yourself. Try something, you know, tap into the things that you, you don't jump into and you haven't done previously. But this is... I mean, it, but you can't really tell that from one piece, though. And also, True. it's a freshman art class, so wouldn't they be focusing on technique? I don't know. You tell me. But it depends just, on the t- it depends on the type of class. Okay. Well, college is heavily geared towards teaching you technique. Yes, <laughs> not you're this right, college. <laughs> Fuck technique. <laughs> it's all about learning form and all the rules of art, <laughs> perspective, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Without any direction to do so, behind the teacher, you hear. <laughs> <laughs> she turns around and Dalton is ripping up that picture of grandma that he made. And she's like, why'd you do that? I didn't tell you to do that. And he's like, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah, this is some weird indoctrination type level stuff. I was like, oh, boy. She's like, all right, I want you all to really dig deep into the soul. I want to feel your work. Just really get in the nooks and crannies of yourselves and put it on paper. But that was showing Dalton like wanting to go past what he was comfortable with. He wanted to go to those places that, you know, like just didn't feel comfortable. And so I think that's why he was more willing to accept tapping into. I was just like, look at Mr. Tryhard over here. (laughs) Good little brown on your nose, buddy. If everything you're doing is bad, I want you to know this. So she's she, like, okay, she's like, just feel it. Put your put your charcoal down the paper and just draw. Don't take it up. And she's like, close your eyes, listen to yourselves. I'm gonna count back from ten. Which ten. just stop doing because if anyone's ever hypnotized, you're about to fuck it all up. Mm-hmm. Which don't go around clocks. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been hypnotized or think you may have been hypnotized, stay away from numbers. Yeah. It is a metronome. Run. Mm-hmm. Oh, please stay out of the music hall. <laughs> don't watch rockets being launched. Mm-mm. Fucked. Mm-mm. <laughs> what if someone in NASA's on like three, two, and he's like, oh, God, daddy. You're just like, what the fuck happened to Tom over in Capcom? Do not watch that hot pocket countdown in the microwave. Ooh, You're yeah. going to get fucked. That's true. No matter how hungry you are, you got to wait anyway. <laughs> we have just gone off the rails. Anyway, back to... Um, Hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so he just he just starts drawing the door. Yeah, just the further reckless abandon. Mm-hmm. She's like, like not even looking. Like it's just coming out of his hands. Well, he cuts on, his hand mm-hmm. while he's driving. He like he's he's going just so he's driving. Yeah. Well, no, I mean oh, he's, he's driving that charcoal. That's for yeah. sure. He's drawing it on a bit on that big easel. From what I've learned from movies, that's the only way art is made. Though you have to just really be throwing your like it's like a workout almost. You're doing some cardio. Yeah. If you don't go into some kind yeah. of like fugue state trance, <laughs> yeah. you're just not creating art. Now I did roll my eyes at one of the things the teacher said. Wow, this is going on. Ooh. 
She goes, keep going further and further. And I was like, okay, movie. <laughs> they, they <laughs> we get it. it. Yeah, he cuts himself, and now there's blood on the door. And there's a little red on the door. Wait, what? Red on the door? Mm-hmm. I know what you're thinking. Garrett, is that foreshadowing? You're goddamn right it is. And the teacher comes by and goes, is it keeping you in or out? I love that line, actually. It's like, hmm. Good question, movie. And Dalton's like, lady, I cut myself. Could you help? <laughs> <laughs> we smash cut to Josh getting an MRI. He's trying to figure out if there's something physically wrong with him. And th- there was a jump scare before this that happened that really got me. And I can't remember what it was exactly, but this was the second major jump scare of the movie, the MRI machine. Was that? I thought this was like the first big jump no, scare. No, no. There was one beforehand because that's the first ones where I elbowed the person I was with. Mm. All right. You know, in the arm. And it was like, well, ooh, sorry. Definitely forgettable then because I don't remember. The, MRI, the MRI one, I will tell you, this is not a new thought or concept, but this was done so damn well. This Best was scary as fuck. Have you guys ever gone in the MRI machine? No. I've been in it. Nah, Wait, is one. that the one they do the x-ray? Yeah, you got to sit completely still and you're in the tube and you got to like pair of headphones, listen mm. to music because if you move, you'll fuck up the whole scan. I don't know if I've been in that, but I went to like a, a tube to get my, my ribs x-rayed when it's I broke my ribs. Yeah. Really loud. There was like no one else in, in the room except for me. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, I've been in one. They're like, oh, this is totally safe. I'm going seven <laughs> blocks over. <laughs> Hide behind a wall. <laughs> yeah. Click the button. But it's a really well done scene, man. Yeah, so the, the power shuts off in the middle of that thing and Josh is just in there going, hey, what the fuck? Hey, somebody <laughs> out there. I, this this ain't cool, y'all. <laughs> and he keeps looking behind his head and like as the viewer, you expect to see something from every turn and there's nothing there until finally he looks down at his feet and there's just a fucking creature crawling into the tube with him. Uh, he got it flipped. Oh, look, he's I? looking at his feet over and over and over. And there's a hand that slowly creeps by the side Behind of his head. Him, right. Yeah. And then he looks up, sees nothing, and then he looks down, and all you see is darkness, and the thing comes like at an unnatural rate, climbing into the tube with him. And it's like, this is almost the moment where I stood up and walked out. I was like, I do not know if I can handle this. It's really good. And yeah, you, you were right, Mark, though. Every time he looks at his feet, they make it seem like, ah, here's where the jump scare mm-hmm. is going to be. Uh, I agree. This one got me too. This was a really, really good, I mean, one of the, I think the best scene in the movie. I agree with you there. And then as soon as that demon gets near him, he just somehow lunges out of the tube on his own. And he's like, ah, what the shit? And then like the doctor's like, you were like passed out for like 15 minutes, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was all a dream. It was all a dream. He's like, oh man, this brain fog. <laughs> Seeing shit. Well, the, the doctor's like, hey, you under a lot of stress. Have you been doing anything? And he's like, no, I think I'm good. Well, my mom died and this happened yeah. and this happened. And he's like, you should probably get therapy, my dude. Yeah, they tell him there's nothing medically wrong with you. Yeah. He's like, cool. Do you have any uh, history of mental illness in your family? He's like, ugh. He gets offended. He's like, how dare you, sir? He's like, I don't think so but I don't know. The doctor's like, you should check that out and uh, play brain games. And that really pisses him off. He's like, you want me to play children's games? It's like, all right, calm down there, buddy. All I could think of was, man, I miss playing memory. That game's fun. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Guess apple who? Apple in the top, apple in the bottom. Mark wins. <laughs> Watching him play it later was the most I would love if Mark played memory with two squares and he's like, I got it. <laughs> Undefeated. <laughs> Uh, the reigning memory champion. Yeah, watching him play later though was very frustrating experience. 
It's like, dude, it's right there. It's like, your hand's on it, bro. You just lifted that <laughs> card, buddy. Man, there's something really wrong with yeah. this guy. <laughs> we cut back to the the college, and um, Chris is like, hey, all right, dude, let's get the fuck out of here. You know, like, let's let's break this monotony. This is stupid. Um, well, Dalton's also taken that uh, drawing and finished it. Like, he's fleshed the that The door thing is there, out. and there's some figure in front of it. And he's hung it on his wall. If I was the roommate, I'd be like, get that fucking creepy door off the wall, dude, because mm. there's no way I'm not going to dream about that thing opening and something coming at me. But see, this is okay. I can relate to this because when I see stuff like that, I love just terrifying art. It's so amazing to me and I wouldn't take it down. I wouldn't be able to live with it easily, but like, it's just like, I don't know. I get it. I would leave that shit up. I'm just saying like second night in the dorm and that's the, yeah. <laughs> one of the first things to go on the wall is like, Hey, Hey, let's pump the brakes she's, on the creep shit. Well, okay. She's probably like, thank God I'm leaving this room because <laughs> right. she does get transferred out to the room above. Yep. I like that. She's like, so don't let me hear you jerking it too hard. Yeah. You know, again, the interplay between these two characters is very good. I, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. I liked Chris. It took a second for her to grow on me, but I actually did. I think she, she got brought, there. Yeah. A At lot first of I was like, oh no, well, here you're we scared go. of confident women. So that's a thing. No, that was, <laughs> I think I'd be a little weirded out by anyone who's like, tell me something weird about you. And then I, t- they're they like, I dry oatmeal. You're like, barely weird like <laughs> that's how people do that you trauma dump now that's what you I do yes so but eventually i was like you know what this is a great actress and i liked all her scenes yeah so she basically is more or less like okay let's go to this frat party because she finds the flyer that she's like what is this and he's like oh my dad wanted me to do that she's like let's go well there's a scene where his table lamp comes on and it's all red and then he sees a bloody handprint on her bed and he starts freaking out. I was like, did he fucking murder the roommate and <laughs> that, not remember? I would have been a movie, man. I did not know what it was. Yeah. I was like, uh. But then she walks in and you're like, oh, okay. Because well, something jumps out at him. This is another big jump scare. Yeah. Jump, and he gets covered in the blanket and he's trying to get out of yeah. it. And she walks in like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, he's like, like, uh, uh. And she's like, let's go to this party. So they head out there and it's your standard frat party. But it's kind of funny how they set it up like frat party 2023. This guy named Nick the Dick, <laughs> who's out there wearing a diaper. It's apparently a diaper baby theme party. Yeah. He, he reminds me of John Ralphio from uh, Parks and Rec. Yes, I thought that too. <laughs> I got hit by Alexis. <laughs> but Nick the Dick is out on the stairs making a big old speech to the party. He's like, we want to be men and we want to like women and we don't want to feel bad about it. God damn it. And everybody's like crickets. Yeah. One guy in the back goes, yay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, anyway, let's party. And everybody's like, yay. Yeah, so. it was a good like uh, twist on the trope because it turns out that women are not interested in in him at all it was just really funny because it's like we should go back to the way things were and it's like oh boy the last call oh nick the dick and so naturally chris is like let's go rummage through all their shit which this was weird chris that is was a real weird. troublemaker i was like what yeah he's gonna go through people's stuff she's a criminal i was like Mark. are you related to alfonso rivera from ticks oh, oh shit he went through back all to our episode of bags. that's true oh you know this is his daughter yeah oh yeah <laughs> alfonso <laughs> rivera <laughs> That's right. Just change the last letter. <laughs> so they're upstairs trying to find a room. Only one room is unlocked and it's Nick the Dick's room. And they walk in and she finds his ass cream and she's like, I'm going to go put this on the communal toilet. Yeah. Also a dick move. Why, Which, Chris? Why does it, what does it matter? If it's just going to heal your ass, like what? great. Everyone's going to have great asses. Okay. The one thing about freshman year in college is there was a lot of pranks happening. Well, duh. So yeah. this was just a prank. He's going to sit down to take a dump and slide right the hell off the seat. <laughs> All right. Probably shit on the floor. I get it. That seems humorous to me. Okay. Did you guys do any, did you go to college? I did go to college. Okay. Did you, did you guys get up any pranks in that time? No, nothing like that. I so. went to the school of hard knocks. Yeah, the only time I've ever been to a frat party, it was also when women who were way too hot to know me 
I was just like, let me tag along. <laughs> uh, tag I, along John yeah, is what he was called. <laughs> as a freshman. And then after that, I was like, I found my own friends. I was like, I don't need to go to these anymore. Oh, yeah. I was, there was nothing about frats that interested mm-hmm. me. I'm not paying for my friends. You get fucked. I make them on my own. Yeah. You know. Especially the kind of friends that want me to like be in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't need those friends. So Nick the Dick comes back into the room and Dalton hits the floor and he goes under, under the bed. And is this before or after he sees the ghost? He sees the ghost first. Okay. He walks in, the, he hears a noise in the bathroom and he's like, oh shit, someone's in the bathroom. I got to get out of here. And then he looks and he's like, oh, that dude's throwing up. And then this dude just, and the thing is earlier, um, Nick the Dick basically in his little speech, like, like, you know, like we're pretty good people. Nothing bad happens. Well, except for that one incident, we don't know what he's talking about, but then he sees this dude like nonstop throwing up upstairs in the bathroom and it's a ghost. And he gets freaked out because the guy turns around and he's like, close the door. And you think he's talking about the bathroom, but oh my God, he could also be talking about the red door. Shocker. He is puking up 35 metric tons yeah. of something. This is dude who's ingested something that's going to kill him. He's very puking sad, up important shit. Because he does go, make it stop. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor vomiter. I've been there, bro. <laughs> I've been there. There is nothing faster that'll shut down a frat than the death in a mm-hmm. frat house. Are you kidding me? Now they're back to partying. Oh, when, when do you think this guy died? Within Nick the Dick's reign? Oh, yeah. The previous like year or something month, like right? that. Yeah, previous year okay. or something like that. You're right. So this is a brand new school year. Yeah. It probably happened last semester. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they'd be on like super double probation, super secret double probation. So It'd be one of those animal house <laughs> yeah. scenes, you know, also, trying to have parties around it. Just a reminder to our listeners, horror films known for being gross. If you go to some place like Draft House or any place that serves food, just be aware at any mm-hmm. minute, the movie could quickly turn your meal into a task. Did anybody start dry heaving after seeing? This? No, but I was in the middle of like eating uh, my chicken strips at Draft House. Mwah, shout out to Alamo Draft House. That started happening. And I was like, I'm just going to wait for this scene to be over before I continue. Uh, so then Nick, like we're saying, Nick does come in and Dalton hits the floor, crawls under the bed. Uh, Nick sort of wanders around his room. He's getting a condom. He's getting, he gets his magnum. He, and he thinks puts it's it, about to happen. Mm-hmm, puts it in his diaper. Do we think Nick could fill a magnum? No. <laughs> you never know. Who knows? I think like... He's called Nick the Dick, but not for that reason. Mm, I think like most freshmen or kids that age just think magnum lets them know that I'm, I'm ready to party. I'm packing. And... Well, you can use it, tie it off, use it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's really about saving the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, please don't take any sex ad advice from the Grave Talk podcast. Well, we'll teach you how to be frugal, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, money. That's what we're all about. So the vomiter shows up under the bed. And obviously, Nick starts panicking, and he tries to, like, crawl away. And the vomiter is gone again. Well, he went under the bed, wasn't he? He just, like, he thought he saw it, but he ran out, right? it was on top of the bed. Well, yeah, I thought he was started under the bed and then no, he thinks he it sees it. He bed. thinks he sees it or something like that. And he like he starts pushing himself out on the other side of the bed, yeah. and then above him on the bed starts getting puked on. Yes, that yeah. I like, do remember. Raining vomit into Dalton because that was face. a jump scare. Because you think like, okay, it's safe, it's safe. Because you thought it was going to be next to him in the bed, and then he pulls out, and you're like, oh, he's good. And then it's like, Bleh! and you're just like, once again, putting my chicken strips back down. Yeah, yeah that was an all right jump scare. And then Chris snaps him out of. It. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, the puke. Oh. No puke. Okay. Mm. And then Dick comes back. 
AKA Nick. Yeah. And then we do the age old movie thing, which never works. <laughs> Basically, Chris is like, let's make out and we'll defuse the situation because people will be like, oh, they're supposed to be here. I mean, it kind of worked. You didn't call the it cops did. or anything. In that situation, it's better. But like, you know, like in movies where like the cops are like chasing someone and they like jump in an alleyway and they start kissing and the cops are like, oh, that's not the people we're looking for. That's just two people kissing. Yeah. It felt like that. And then Nick just decides to start basically calling Chris ugly. He's like, after maybe a few beers, you might be good enough for me and the boys, eh? Yeah. It's like, really, dude? It seems like something someone named Nick the Dick would do. True. <laughs> He's living up to the name. Yes. That's true. So she kicks him in the dick. Mm-hmm. And they run out of there. Hey, hey, you know what? Good for her. He deserved that. They're back in the dorm room. And then Dalton just kind of starts spilling the beans. He's like, all right, here's the story. I see shit. Something happened in class. And I'm seeing ghosts everywhere. And she's like, all right, man, this is a little weird. But uh, I'm going to let give you your space. And maybe we can figure this out. So next we cut to um, Josh, uh, Patrick Wilson's character, in his house, and he's playing memory games on his window. And he's, like, basically trying to, like, match, you know, pictures so he can, like, kind of practice his memory stuff. And this whole scene plays out, and the kind of the way it's shot, you know, there's, you expect something to be on the other side of the window when he lifts up the, the picture. You're going to see something through the window behind it. And you're like, oh, man, that doesn't happen. Something busts through the window. If you see him blurred out, then he What's, gets closer. Yeah, wait, then wait, he kind dis- of off in the distance, but it's not like right up on the window. Then he disappears. You remember that scene in Monty Python from the Holy Grail? When the night is running in the uh. distance and then all of a sudden smash. <laughs> he stabs him. It's just like that. Yeah. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably where they were inspired from. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if something happens, he goes upstairs or some shit like that. He ends up seeing the door open. It, bada bing, bada boom. The, the ghost that's fucking with him is his dad. Yeah. He finds a box with Ben Barton written on it. Burton. I wrote Barton. Could be Burton. Burton. Barton. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are not known for names. Ben Bertram. Even better. Yeah. Ben Beltram. Mm-hmm. He opens the box and finds a bunch of photos of a man with his, his, his mother. Yeah. The man being his dad. Oh, BB. <laughs> So he's like, oh, this is interesting. And he finds in there a note from some psychiatric hospital. And he's like, well, it's time to go check out the fucking microfilm. And he goes and we get a microfilm scene. Were you guys happy about that? I was. I was like, in 2023, a microfilm scene. That's two. That's like two in two weeks. Last movie. We just talked about this. That's true. 1408. Did you already forget, John? That wasn't in 2023. That was in 2000, whatever. We got to experience oh, both of yeah, them yeah. this year. This, this is <laughs> our life. I right? meant a movie set in the now. Fair. Yeah. Uh, Film this year. Yeah, exactly. Where did they even find that machine? They probably had to dust it off from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it turns out that his dad was... Psycho. Yeah, they, they said he was a schizophrenic because he reported seeing ghosts and all of the same shit that Josh is seeing. And we also know Dalton is seeing. And it's starting to like... The wheels are tar- starting to spin in Josh's is mind. Then we find out that his dad committed suicide by jumping off the top of the mental asylum, which feels to me like exactly the kind of thing a mental asylum would be prepared for. Sure, it's happened before. It was, it was the 60s, man. Yeah, we fair ju- enough. We just can't stop it, man. They're going to yeah. jump. A lot of lessons still had to be learned. Yeah, <laughs> like, like locking doors. Meanwhile, back at the school, Chris had found... Meanwhile, back at the school. Chris had found a video of our spectral sightings team of uh, Specs and other uh, guy. I'm so glad they were only in the movie for this five minutes. Agreed. So they reveal the whole story about being able to astral project. So Dalton and Chris now understand what Dalton's able to uh, do. Actually, my favorite part, my real favorite part of the movie is that even Dalton fucking hates these guys because he doesn't let their YouTube video continue. He's like, what's this other YouTube video over here? And he clicks it. It's a lease. And he watches that one instead. And she talks about how the further exists and how the astral plane is a way, you know, uh, the 
astral projection is a way to get there and stuff like that. Because there's a previous scene where he astral projects and goes upstairs and plays um, Chris's um, Pianica. What does that sound like again? <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen. Very, Beautiful. Very nice. Um, anyway, so we, that happens. And she like was someone in my room. And that's when he confesses that he can do that. But yeah, this next scene is where she's like, hey, I found this out. It's called astral projection. So at this point, they've accepted it. Yeah, and you know, like we got to go to the frat house and talk to Puker and see what the fuck's going on. And why that, would Puker know anything? Because he said close the door and he's drawn a door. Oh, so he's like door, door. I'm matching. It's that. a memory game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Dalton can do this too easily. Well, yeah, Dalton. He's like, young. He's spry. <laughs> That's he's got it. Being young and spry, all it takes to go astral project yourself. He just made out with Chris. He's feeling good. Yeah, you know, he's he's ready to take on the world. Fall asleep. So they sneak into the frat house again. They find a different room this time, and Dalton's like, "All right, I'm going. I'm going under. I'm going further." And he get, crawls into a corner, immediately falls asleep, and now he's in the further. I'm jealous as fuck of that. I wish I could fall asleep that fast. Ah, talk about being young and dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that had nothing to do with it. So he creeps to try to find the puker and in this time uh this is where we see the lipstick demon right so yeah, he yeah. starts choking chris yeah the power goes out because chris is watching house. she's watching dalton's body to make sure nothing happens to him and the power goes out in the frat house and she's like yo dalton this is some like weird shit what's going on meanwhile dalton is trapped in the bathroom with nick the dick who needs to take a shit and I really thought they were going to force us to watch this. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, is this where this movie is going? And so while that's happening, the lipstick demon we see goes into where uh, Chris is and just starts choking the fucking shit out of her. The Darth Maul demon, DMD, mm -hmm. um, basically was like, ooh. Life. Is Dalton back? My boy. My sweet baby boy. He's back. Elise says that the, the ones that want to come back in this realm, either they love or hate life, they can sense it when you're in the realm. Yeah. Until so, like, um, and the further, the further you go, the easier it is to feel you is, is also an idea that's been positive. Yeah. And he's been dabbling a little bit more in there. So I think that he's like, like, Ooh, lunch, meat's back on the menu, boys. Yeah, he definitely rang the lunch bell as many times as he's gone in there. So yeah, Darth Maul demon starts trying to like choke out Chris with her own dreads or something like that. Right. Yeah, she just, he just lifts her up. Oh, he just lifts her up. Yeah. So she's oh, like her off hair. The Maybe her hair just got around his hands. Yeah. But like, I was like, dude, that it was intense. She's like, you're seeing her like lose breath. I was like, damn dude, wake up. Well, no, she like practically dies. Nick the Dick of all people saves her because she does. He does CPR, and uh, and then she's like, rightfully so, is like, dude, this is some bullshit. I can't be involved with you. Yeah. So more or less, basically, Dalton wakes up. Nick saves Chris with CPR, yeah. and everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? And they bail. And they bolt. Which I kind of wanted to see a scene where Nick was like, why are you back in my frat house? You kicked me in the balls last night. Yeah. There was just a hard cut to her leaving the medical center. And we got we cut to Josh going over to his ex wife's house. Is like. Hey, look, I don't know what's going on. Somebody attacked me in my house. I found out that my dad was a schizophrenic who killed himself. And the wife's like, wait, 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 wait. All right. I got news for you, buddy. The jig is up. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, and she basically tells him what has happened in the previous movies. I really like the lead up to this scene, though, because he is literally it's not like, like, oh, my God, this happened to me. Oh, my God. What's you know, he's like, he's like. I am trying my best to deal with this. I am trying to be a better father. I don't know what's wrong. Like he's losing it on a level of like, he's like, I just, what the fuck? And she is kind of moved by that. She's like, all right, he is struggling. He is suffering with this. And that's why she kind of decides to fess up. Not because she's like, oh, it'd be so smart to do this. It's more just like, okay, I can't see him like this anymore. 
I admit is very nitpicky and is the only one I'm going to do for this movie because it just so jumps out to me. When he goes to his old house and he knocks on the door, Rose just opens the door like immediately. Like she was just standing there waiting to open the door. She's like, oh, your kids aren't here. It's like, lady, what were you doing before this? And like she's wiping the grime from the, uh, uh, you know, the door. Yeah, it was just happening yeah. to polish the doorknob. It's a 400 and- <laughs> square foot house, okay? so But that, that's going to be my only nitpick, I promise. But that one just jumped out to me. I was like, that is not how people answer the door. No, He's we like, talk about movies being too long. If we had to wait in real time for people to answer the door, <laughs> or we'd be here to like two Gotta hours. find their pants. And <laughs> yeah, but Josh doesn't believe her. He's like, nah, uh, you fibbing. What are you doing over here? And she's like, you tried to murder our boys. Yeah. He's like, oh, me. <laughs> and then the son, the other son walks in the door and is like, dad, is this you? And holds up a phone. Dalton had completed the red door painting in front of it was his maniacal dad from movie two with a hammer in his hand. Yep. And then the thing is, is the, the younger son was like, I have these visions too. Cause he's like, he's like, did anything ever happen with dad? And he's like, what are you talking about? Cause the thing is they instantly connect on the phone. Like, holy shit. Maybe we're not crazy. And uh, yeah, Dalton sends a picture of the red door stuff. And then he runs in. This scene was one I had a problem with, though, where he's like, Dad, is this you? Like he said, mm-hmm. oh, my God, the way he delivers that line. I'm like, bro, come on. It's very irksome because there's no resolution to it either. Because in a few minutes when we cut back to uh, Josh, he's in the further. <laughs> well, I think that they, the mother's probably like, yes, but it wasn't your dad. It was, His body was taken over. I'm sure there was some explanation we just didn't see. But in the meantime, back at the college, Dalton gets taken over. At this point, his soul gets captured, and now it's being stored back at Lipstick Demons' house. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Dalton in the real world is now being possessed, and Chris shows up. And now we get that whole scene of it was pretty creepy, I thought. Like, Josh, or sorry, Dalton's just kind of in the dark and they never show his face. What is that where they obscure the camera and come back and obscure the camera? Then he's like demonic. Yeah. Yeah. Because so basically they lose power. And uh, Chris is like, well, hey, that power battery that your mom bought you, I'm going to set up these Christmas lights. And as she's plugging them in and stuff like that, you slowly start seeing more light illuminated on Dalton's face. And he's slowly transforming into more of a demonic presence. And when it, the full transformation happens, he just like goes after her. Yep. For the kill. Was it the he's, kill? He's trying to kill her, I think. Okay. Yeah, but he's doing sort of a half that because he uses, so we see that he uh, he has telekinetic powers a little bit because she runs for the door. He slams it shut. Yeah. He's, and then he just like flings her into the dorm wall. And mm-hmm. then he's like, all right, time to very, I guess he's out of mana because he's like, I got to very slowly walk over there and, uh, and kill her. To John's point, I think this is a really kind of weak point where all of a sudden Josh is just back in the further looking for his kid again. Yeah. And, and it's he, like, how did you remember how to do that? Like it, it doesn't quite, it's too quick. And he immediately finds him. We don't even see a lot of scenes of looking. We just like, we know Josh is in the further because he rescues Dalton well, immediately. Doesn't, doesn't the power go out at the parents' house also? And they're like, Oh my God. Like mm-hmm. it, there was, there was something that happened where basically Josh is like, Dalton's in trouble. I got to go help him. You know, it it cuts from dad. Is this you to Josh sitting in the chair in the further? Mm. Yeah. What confuses this whole point even further is by the end of the movie, even further. (laughs) I see what I did there. He still doesn't remember everything. Yeah. Even at the end of the film, it's not like he regained all his memories and just know how to do this shit. He's still like foggy and forgot half of the things that happened. Yeah. It's suddenly like, it's like, oh, I know Kung Fu. Like, it's like (laughs) the Matrix Tower. Like, everyone's just like, yeah, no, we got this. We're old hats at this whole astral projection thing. Yeah. Why didn't they bring back uh, the old guy? 
Carl? Carl. Carl. Yeah, that could at least hide it all together. Carl! But, or if they must, you know, fucking Specs and Spock or whatever. Specs and Spock. <laughs> but as soon as Josh finds him back in Lipstick Darth Maul DM DMD's house, the song's playing again. We get mm-hmm. to hear the, uh, the, 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 the Tiny, Tiny Tim song again. He breaks him free, but in the moment, like Dalton thinks he's here to kill him. He's like, yeah. no, 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 no. It's me, son. It's me. We're good. Let's go. Well, because She's he flashes back. He's hiding under those desks, much like he was hiding under those boxes in part two. So he's flashing back to being a child about to be attacked by his possessed dad. So he just kind of reverts back to that memory. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he thinks his dad is there to kill him because he like, when he throws the chair to the side, his hand goes up and it looks just like when he had the hammer up. So it's like right. a, it, a PTSD kind of triggers that like, oh, my God, it's happening again. Yeah. Even though you're in the further now, like, again, the situation's different. And um, I don't know why Dalton. I mean, hey, childhood trauma, who knows how it manifests? You know, yeah, I gave ways. that one a pass. I was like a lot of freaky shits going on in Dalton's life right now. Uh, but I'll just say this. DMD is not aware of his surroundings at all. People be fucking in his like, you know, foyer with the furniture and shit like that. With Has the he record learned player. nothing from the other And he's movies? up there just like, you know, fucking Buffalo Bill. Like, would you fuck me in the mirror? And it's like, dude, pay attention, man. He's got yeah. shit to do. Put on that <laughs> lipstick. He would, would he be lipstick demon if that was not priority number one? <laughs> All right. Good point. But even before Dalton gets back in his body, his body goes limp and it's like the, the demon unpossesses him and goes away. Yeah. He's like, oh shit, my alarm. And you know, did I leave the stove on? And he skedaddles. Well, because he has to come back to the, um, he has to come back to the, 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 the his house. house. Yeah. To, to get like, they're Dalton. They're in my house and, fucking yeah. with my shit. My mannequins. No, <laughs> <laughs> not my lipstick. <laughs> That's fair. So the next scene is them trying to get out of the further running through and then they get to the red door, go through it. And then Josh is like, son, help me find something to close this door and barricade it shut for good. And Dalton's just like, what? Yeah. Fuck you, dad. (laughs) Also, it's like, Patrick, look, the, or Josh, look, you're in a fucking emptiness. You're in the void, bro. All that's here is a door. What are you going to barricade it with? That's one thing about the further that always bothers me in the insidious movies. Every time they end up there, they're like, we're lost. There's nothing. And then like, there's times where like, we got to get out of here quick to the exit. And it's like, there's nothing. It's all black. Like, where do you, there's no map. There's no street signs. It's just funny how they can quickly find things when they need to. And then get lost when they don't, you know, they got a plot map. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, he basically is like, I'll hold the door. See, so he's like, well, someone's got to hold this door shut so you wake up you go survive i'll sacrifice myself for you son i'll hold this thing closed so dalton wakes up comes out of you know the deep sleep and then starts drawing in black uh charcoal over the red door on his painting closing the door basically making it black and inside in the further you see like this paint dripping down mm-hmm. and like hardening over the door an amazing visual effect of this door kind of being like blotted out from existence in the, the black further before you completely blast the door out dmd darth maul demon mm-hmm. breaks a hole through the door which is like i didn't know they could do that yeah it seems like a shitty door yeah, isn't this like some sort of special spiritual door? Like, how can you just bust through this stuff? It's not like made of wood. Shouldn't be made of wood. It's getting weaker as its structural integrity is failing from the paint. Mm, sure. Hollywood, don't get at us on this one. Thank you, John, for that headcanon. Oh, there's no saving this movie. But he's he, yeah, he looks through the door and is like, I forgot you, bitch. Sticks it in. <laughs> but it's painted over just in yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, is this painting... 10 to 12 feet big because it took him a really long time 
to sketch out that door? Or is there a delay, do you think? Is there like lag? There's a little bit of a delay, okay. but also, because I mean, the thing is like, as he's painting over it and stuff like it's dripping down. So, but again, you also have to make sure the entire thing is covered. Mm. You know? I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is also another wing point of the film. Yeah. Why is Dalton's drawing able to control this spiritual realm in this way? Dalton's always in these films kind of been sort of a catalyst, you know, something that like he was a, you know, like a waypoint almost. So I think he has just like more power over some of these things than some other people who go into the further. So why not just tear the painting in half? Yeah. Well, the roommate if, suggests if, that. If literally destroying the door is all it takes because Dalton has this magical power over the dark further realm. Well, maybe that, that would have shattered been the door and then the door frame would have still existed. Mm. I would have bought it more if he had to paint over it in the further. And then they could have had a cool scene where like maybe his demons were getting at him or some shit, but... Well, how would he get the paint in the further? But yes, visually, it would have been cooler to have him paint over in the further and then have the painting on the canvas start to blacken yeah. out. Uh, visually reversed, yes. From a from a movie prop point standpoint, it would make no sense for him to have that no, shit in because everything in yeah, the further... I think even story-wise, that would make more sense. Yeah, like we watched the paper sol solidify like yeah. what he's doing there. But he, we the had paper. to have that whole scene where he was like, go, son, get out of here. I know. And I'll, I'll, I know. I'll hold the door for you. But they Hodor. still could have done that. Hodor. <laughs> he still could have done that. But then like escaped into his room still like, oh, I can't get out of the further. He ends up in his door room, dorm room in the further. We know that everything in real life mirrors in the further. So he picks up further charcoal. Speaking of complicating and a plot, <laughs> that would totally complicate that scene even more. I don't think so. I'm I not mean, saying it wouldn't be you know somewhat effective. I'm just saying that that's a a lot. I think to, what you're getting really dangerously close to asking, John, is why is some stuff represented in the further and not represented in the further? Yeah. Or to Garrett's point, how the fuck do you get out of the further? He just walks into a black void. Click heels three times and think of home. <laughs> well, this is how you get out of the further. Your dead dad shows up. <laughs> and says yeah. this way son that's true that's how josh gets out of the further and this right here i was willing to let some of that go this is the point of the movie where i officially started going oh boy when the dad shows up and the further and he's like i'm here to help you son to fucking josh mm -hmm. the dad so now you're like oh his dad's gonna help him heal his trauma by helping him get out of the further at first i kind of liked it because i was like oh father helping son father helping son generational the whole chain of events if they had stopped it here okay yeah that could have been because the part three they talk about um like the dad's you know yeah you know impact on on lynn shea and stuff like that so i like the fact that dad existed in this but again it was just so like I'm here, boy. <laughs> Let's go. You know, and it was like, wait, really? That's it? That's all you're going to do? That could have been the end of the movie. Honestly, I think it would have been a better ending. Yes. It would have been ambiguous. Did Josh survive? Did he get back from, you or know? Or did dad come to take him yeah, to the to, next realm? Exactly. It doesn't matter. The fact that the dad came for him should have been that like, hey, you do care. I'm mending that bond. It doesn't matter what happens afterwards. Yeah. The dad was there for him after all. And so, and he was there for Dalton by holding the door. Again, Everything is resolved through that, and the trauma is addressed. It doesn't have to be healed, but it's addressed. And yes, if the movie had ended there, four stars for me. But instead, Josh makes it back. We get a scene of him basically repairing his relationships with his son and his wife. And they're like, well, you want to, I'll pick up the kids next Saturday. And she's like, you want to come over a little earlier, get a little din-din with old fam-fam? And he's like, 
Uh-huh. Please never talk like that again, Mark. <laughs> oh, that's how the kids are talking these days, Mark. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, I spent all that time watching Chris in the movie. It rubbed off. He's like, I know how college kids talk. Exactly right. Hey, kids, how's Hello, it going? Hello, students. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you call meningitis? The mengi or whatever? The men's? The, yeah, some Something. ridiculous shit. So Anyway, it was all eye-rolling stuff at this point. It's like, okay, I get it. You're doing the extremely happy ending. Yeah. The, uh, whole, the whole repairing the family thing, I was still like, blah. But then he goes to the car to leave. And as he's leaving, there's a woman standing in the road. And he's like, oh, hey. And she's like, oh, hi. It's fucking Elise Lynn Shay's character. And we all know that it's a ghost. And she's like, do you live there? He goes, I hope to. Do you think the writers sat around and be like, this is going to be the moment where the whole audience just starts cheering and clapping because we got Elise back in the movie. I was like, I wanted to boo. Yes. (laughs) That's again when she's like, she's like, he's like, he's like, He's just like, do you live here? And she's like, well, I used to know the woman that did, referring to his mother. And he's like, yeah, I hope to talk to her again one day. And she goes, you can, and you will. And it's like, get the fuck. It's like Yoda showing up and being like, ah, the force you will use. And it's like, fuck off, Elise. Yeah, yeah. But there's another. <laughs> <laughs> the camera looks away, comes back, and she's gone. And like, poof. She didn't even look ghostly. She no. just looked like, hey, Lynn, you got 10 minutes. Why don't you come on set real quick? And not since Usual Suspects and Kobayashi have we been that, oh my God. No, it no. was just so bad. She kind of looked like, I would have been like, do you need help? She's just sort of standing in the middle of the street looking <laughs> confused. Lynn Shay is passed. Am I wrong? Was was she CG? No, she's still here. She's still here? Okay, yeah, She's cool. in her 80s. I couldn't remember, right. and I was like, oh, well, did they CG? Did they AI her into this film? I was like, I hope not. No, she's still with us. But it felt like they did this just to basically be like, here's these characters you loved, remember? And it's like, dude, we don't need that. Definitely didn't need it. And yeah. it was kind of a bummer to end the movie on such mm-hmm. a sappy moment. And then it plays like the sappiest fucking song over the no, credits. It plays this fucking cock rock fucking 80s. It's a cover of an 80s song and I can't remember the name of the song but it's a cover of an 80s song but it's sung at the band is Ghost. The, the metal band Ghost is the one playing that music and it's Patrick Wilson singing. If this world is wearing thin and you're thinking of escape I'll go away Just wrap me up in chains. But if you try- And it's a cover of an 80s song. It's Patrick Wilson singing with Ghost, and it's a cover of an 80s song. The 80s song is actually really good. And honestly, I kind of like the, the, the wow. cheesiness of this song. But um Patrick, listen, one fr- as a friend, calm down. Directing, starring, probably produced by, and then credit song sung by Patrick Wilson. We get it, dude. Just just <laughs> chill on on putting yourself in everything. <laughs> and also, I'm not a huge fan of Ghost, <laughs> but like, um, I, I like them a lot. I got two of their vinyl, but I didn't like this song at all. Ghost is know. decent, but they remind me of Kiss and the fact that you look at them, you're like, "Whoa, these guys have got to sound dark and fucking doom and gl-. and it's like it's just kind of like just kind of like pop metal in my opinion. Mm. Well, They're good though. That's this movie. No, there's one more scene, a credit scene, which I didn't after see. credit scene. Don't worry, you didn't miss anything. We see the red door and it's dark. And then the light comes on and the door, the paint's gone. <gasps> and Tom Bodette goes, we'll leave the light on for you. Yeah. <laughs> if only. And that is the movie. I don't recommend this movie if you haven't seen the other ones. Isn't there a motel chain called Red Door Inn? 
Or is that Red, Red Roof? Roof. Red, Red Roof. Roof. Okay. Yeah. Totally so different. Yeah, so yeah. close. <laughs> I don't recommend this movie if you haven't seen the others because it's so heavily dependent on the first two films. I went with However, someone who had not seen them and they actually enjoyed the movie. They thought it was all right? Yeah. I mean, they, they found that the ending to be cheesy as fuck as well, mm. but like they hadn't seen any other Insidious and they enjoyed it. But I thought it was decent, but it had some shortcomings for me for sure. I think I've been pretty clear. I would not recommend this movie at all. <laughs> John's uh, like, I've made my fucking point. Yeah. Uh, so no surprises. You could just not watch it and and live a happy life. I would say this movie is not necessary for the franchise. I thought they did a pretty good job of tying it together at the end of four. Um, I liked what I saw, but I do have Hollywood issues with it. Hollywood, we're looking at you. Here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, what do you think of Insidious the Red Door? Why don't you let us know on our social media? We got an Instagram, Facebook, and a Twitter. You can find everything we're up to at thegravetalk.com. Maybe if I get drunk enough, we'll have a TikTok video soon. If I decide to learn this stupid-ass song. Yeah, I hope so. Put that out there in the world. God, no one needs... Dude, I have to live in a world where that exists. I don't know if I'm going to be the one to do that. (laughs) It's you, Garrett. It's always been you. Uh, I'm tired of carrying the weight of this podcast on my back. Well, listeners, we'll post a video or an update on our social medias on what we're doing next. You can find out what it is. Keep your eyes peeled. Until then, we'll see you next time.